This is Chris McGoog's McGowan. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. To start us off for episode 10, I have some news to share. You may have heard in the news, and I don't even know the exact details, but there is some sort of new Pretty Little Liars project happening. I think it's called Pretty Little Liars First Something. I don't know what it's called. Fair listeners, for those of you on the new watch journey such as I am, I will tell you that it is probably going to be nearly unavoidable for you to run into a potential spoiler just by the press going around. I'm just going to say that to kind of give you a heads up. Don't feel too bad if you run into this thing, which if you haven't already, you probably will very soon. I will say we will keep going on here with our watch here with our existing theories, pretending we don't know what we may know. I know, I'm being, I know I'm being very cryptic, but I'm trying to preserve this bubble of uh, no spoilers here for as long as we can. But just know that this one thing is pretty out there. Like, I've already seen it. I saw it today, this morning. So, just to let you know, we'll try to forget it as we're in our bubble here. But yeah, it's okay, everybody. We'll make it through it together. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's a. Here we are, friends. Episode 10, Keep Your Friends Close is the title. I don't think this is a TV or movie reference, but um, it hints, right? Keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. So maybe we're to interpret that. I don't know. But a lot of things change here. And a lot of theories that I've had are probably going to not make it. Well, I think I have some evolution of theories. But as I say, let's get into it. So in the previously on, we see the love song B26, which was from the very first episode. Some song that they both like. Uh, we have some smooching, a lot of smooching. And then uh, then we just cut to uh, the beginning of the episode. A little bit of a comedic bit here, although... It's not really that funny. It's it's played for... Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's played for laughs. It's, it's presented comedically, uh, but we know Hannah is still struggling with her self-image. And she asks her friends, does the side of, one side of my face look fat? And we see at least two of the liars in the shots, and they think about it. And at the same time, they say, no. But not like in a making fun of way, like in actually like they thought about it. But obviously, it's a it's an, you know something Hannah struggles with is her, is her self-image, so it's not really that funny, but it is. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too sensitive. We'll edit that out. We see Ian, the guy from nowhere. Uh, he's deep end into this plot. Um, he's the new field hockey coach, so we're not going to be... <laughs> Ian now has access to the school, too. He's going to be walking around, and I don't know what he's going to be doing, but he's there. He's also an actor I think I recognize, and I don't know where from. But he looks very familiar. I was going to say he looks like Ben Savage, but I don't think so. Anyway, Mona approaches the four liars with invitations. Camp Mona. It's a uh, glamping, not camping. I'm not sure if that's a real thing, but we see it happen uh, later on, so it must be attempted. She calls out to some other friends of hers, Naomi and Riley. Uh, she walks away. The other three liars say they're not going. Uh, Hannah, of course, is going because she's still views Mona as a friend and there's even a little miscommunication where they says are, are you tired of her and they think she's talking about Mona she's like no I, I mean a like, I'm tired of a and they all get a text camp Mona is a scavenger hunt and I'm the prize uh, come find me bitches is the text so again I've gone off the theory 
the A may have some sort of location services on their phones, right? So if uh, if they're looking on their Batman-like computer, they can see that, oh, I see so-and-so is at Hannah's house, so I know they're together, so if I send this a nasty text to the two of them, they'll both get it. Like, they don't need cameras and microphones. Like, that's kind of, it still requires some technology. I just don't, it doesn't require a whole lot. This text is virtually impossible without someone having line of sight on what just happened. They receive the invitations in hand, and then quite literally, moments later, is the text. So someone had to have seen it happen, or seen Mona, like, like you, you just can't time this by a location service ping on, on your device. You'd have to be able to see what's going on, and uh, that is remarkable. Kind of hurts my Mona is a theory a little bit. Yeah, I guess she could. I guess she could accuse uh, Naomi and Riley, who's part of her squad, I guess, to do it. Maybe. Also, it's interesting that A wants to be found. A is aware of Camp Mona, that it's a thing, which I don't think our four liars knew until they received the invitations. So that's something. Kind of puts Mona back into the running as A. Like no one else is calling this Camp Mona. I mean. Uh, not even our liars are, are kind of laughing at that name. So, I mean, this is a very Mona-like text, and it would make sense as she walks up. Naomi hits send, right? And if we loop it back to the title, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Mona is about as close as you can get without being one of the four. We jump to Hannah's mom trying to get someone on the phone again with the coffee. She's really into coffee. She is calling a mortgage company, A1 Mortgage. I see I see you, PLL Writers, A, A, A1 Mortgage. I get it. You're messing with me now. Uh, Mona comes over, and she's like, hey, it's my birthday. We're going to skip classes. And Mom's like, no, you're not. And Mona's like, okay, but yeah, we are. And she says, Sean and Shim? Sean and Shin. I didn't understand the, 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 the Shin part. Like, I understand her like, oh, you spend more time with your boyfriend than you do me, and I know you spend more time with the other liars than you do me, but I didn't understand the, the other name she mentioned. Maybe I just misheard it, but... Anyway, Hannah's like, I really can't skip class, and Mona threatens her, she's like, you better you better hang out with me and skip class, or else. And we cut to Arya's house. Arya is cleaning up clothes that are in the hallway. Did, did, did anyone else uh, notice this? Yeah, that's that's quite extreme uh, messy laundry. Arya's dad kind of runs off this, this litany of things he has to do, to me, it read like he was kind of ranting to his daughter in not a very nice way. She kind of blew it off as that he had too much coffee, like she didn't take it personally. I thought it was a little strange on, on his part to to kind of complain to her, like, I'm doing all this work, I want you to help. Which, you know, parents can do and, and have said in the past in the annals of parenting. I just thought it was a little weird. And I mean, Arya played it off, so maybe I'm misreading it. But he seemed to be ranting, kind of like, I'm doing all of this. Your mother's doing nothing. Can you do something now? Uh, he then says he wants to join them for their coffee date, Arya and her mom. And she says, how much, why don't you just call her and ask her? And he's like, well, she said she needs space. And Arya says, how much space does she need? She's literally gone. Then we have a Spencer-Melissa scene where I think Melissa says <laughs> something very innocuous, like, do you want juice? And Spencer's like, why are you being so nice? Is that how bad things have gotten? Wow. I don't think the hatred line is here, but there's something about hatred. Oh, that's later. Uh, but things things have been bad, so I, I'm I'm still I'm still confident that Melissa has the motivation for a antics. I just don't think she's doing everything. Anyway, Ian, uh, this new this new dude, 
uh, is an old dude, apparently, because Ian asked Melissa out for coffee. They are exes. I think he broke up with her, right? Spencer says, I'm still sorry about Run with three E's. And then as if the show reads our minds, well, they go ahead and show us a flashback with Ian and uh, a younger Spencer. He kisses, I guess, her shirt. It's kind of an awkward kiss on the back of her neck. Uh, but then it goes full on uh, smoochy smooch. It ends and Allison's like, okay, gross. He's like old. And then Allison calls her a skank. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty intense. Of course, we understand the real reason why later on, why she has such a reaction. Oh yeah, so uh, Arya and Noel are canoodling in the cafeteria. Fitz walks in. He does kind of like, bloop. Kind of does a jealous ex kind of look. Noel walks away and high fives another football player named Tank. So Tank is my random side character A accusation for this episode. Fitz and Arya have a little strange back and forth. She's saying like, oh, he's, he's amazing. Like, you know, be jealous. And he's like, you can date whoever you want. And he tries to keep it above board in that moment. And she's a little taken aback, I guess. I don't know what she expected, but it wasn't exactly that, I guess. Uh, then all four liars are called to the office. And they're... Guess who's back? Creepy... No, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. We we assume it's Creepy Detective. At least that's what I thought. And then uh, Hannah gets a text from Mona. Mona wants her to leave, and Hannah's like, look, I am being questioned by a Creepy Detective. I can't leave. She wasn't going to leave anyway. I think we all know this. But this is like, she really can't leave. And Mona says, screw you. Of a twist. It's not Creepy Detective that walks in. It's someone named Agent Cooper. FBI. And someone uh, who's with her, Agent Randall. So I'm guessing... Spencer's mother's threat or promise last week came true. Now we have a new investigative group. Now, you may not believe me, and it's fair that if you don't, but I completely forgot about this. I swear I did. So when I had my Quantico theory, I forgot we actually get FBI people here. Um, and I haven't seen beyond this at this point, so I'm really going to be in the unknown with all of you. So so this isn't a cop show. It's not like we're going to see the... Um, inner workings of the issues between the local police department and the FBI, right? Um, but I am so curious about that whole I- exchange. Like, does he go back to the office and he gets yelled at by people? And then why is the FBI involved? Do they come in there? Is there like a big, you know, argument between CD and Cooper, you know? Then she, so, okay, so um, she, she introduces herself. The liars are understandably a little more nervous. This is kind of an upgrade. You know, we just had this dude... Uh, from the local PD kind of wandering around. Now it's getting for real. Now we have the FBI here. And she shows them an Allison video, which is the same video we saw in the button to one of her previous episodes. It looks, looks almost the same, right? And she says something, I have to get back before, I think they wake up, I think is what the line is. And this is definitely on the night she disappeared. It's identified that she's actually at the Kissing Rock. And she's talking to an older male figure. They didn't know Allison was dating somebody, but they didn't know who. Spencer also claims she doesn't know who. And Angie Cooper hits on hits the uh, theme bell here. Secrets are made to be found out. So to her point, which has been kind of my point, secrets um, have a shelf life. They rarely stay hidden forever. And I think Cooper is going to approach this a little more professionally, and she's going to find out the truth. So Ashley, who is Hannah's mom, works, we don't know where, but some sort of bank, right? Financial services. I don't know, you would think, and this is nepotism or maybe unfair for me even to suggest this is something that goes on, but you would think that she would be able to get some sort of extra line of credit because where she works, you know, like um, literally working in the financial services industry, she can't go into a superior and say, look, 
I'm hitting some hard times. You know, is there anything that I can do to get a line of credit? I know we do this every day, etc. You know, but I guess not. Then we have Mrs. Potter coming in here. Again, <laughs> as if she's working on a different show. Just hamming it up. And, and do not get me wrong. Mrs. Potter is a delight. I'm, I'm glad she's here. Uh, but she has, a, she has a joke a minute here. And uh, Ashley being constrained to the the drama that is the show, all she can do is kind of smirk, even though Mrs. Potter is just laying out gems with every line. Now my sister died, and I'm the last Potter. After that, we're all done, right? And she just has this oodles of cash. I mean, she, I don't know what she does. I don't know if she's dealing. I mean, I don't know where. I don't know why she has all that cash, but she does. And I guess she just throws it in a safe deposit box in in the bank wherever they're at. And so Ashley's job. Hannah's mom is to, I guess, take people to their safe deposit boxes, right? And just kind of stand there, you know, as, as they do, like in the movies. I guess they do this in real life. I don't know. I don't have one. Here's another interesting tidbit for Noel. So we hop back to the hallway after the, uh, presumably the liars met with the FBI. He looks nervous, doesn't he? He comes running up. So, oh, I heard you got called on the, on the PA system. What's going on? I don't know, Noel. Your your fear was was palpable. They uh, Ari opens her locker. Inside there is a book. Just happens to fall out. Null happens to pick it up. Null happens to open it up to find... Or it's actually on the cover is the A note. Read page 22 from A. He says A says for you to read page 22. Again, Null is very, very nonchalant about this entire interaction. And of course, on page 22 is the poem by Mr. Fitz called B26. Thankfully, the previously on reminded us why that song matters. I don't think this is where she goes read it, but she's going to go read it uh, shortly. Mrs. Potter takes all the butterscotch. Again, uh, Mrs. Potter just, you know, the director said, just do your thing. It's kind of like um, a, lot, a lot of these side characters are just told just, just to go hog wild. You know, pretend you're on a network sitcom. You know, just go wild. And she, she takes every single butterscotch in a bowl, but she leaves her key behind. And Ashley has a moment, she thinks about it, and she doesn't call uh, Mrs. Potter back. A random student comes up to Hannah, now back at school, and says, you don't know me, I'm in one of your classes, can you tell me the name of your liposuction doctor? Hannah's like, uh, I would if I had one. She goes into the adjoining hallway and sees Mona, and I believe that is um, our two uh, accomplices, Naomi and Riley, right? Mona claims a texted her and a whole bunch of other people not sure about that saying that she got liposuction last summer and then mona is upset because she said she was eating three almonds every day but hannah like took a shortcut so like how dare her so i don't know why that's a breaking point for mona and she's mean to hannah and there's one moment where you can see mona feeling a little bad about it but it is so quick uh she is mean right to her face and she basically dumps hannah and hannah uses that language too she goes i just got dumped by mona she says she was my friend when all of you weren't that's why hannah i guess wants to try and rescue this friendship somewhere in between here aria does read the poem makes her cry she barges into fitz's office and says how could you and her point of view is how dare you have these feelings how how dare you have these feelings and then not tell me, I guess, is, is her point of view. I think he's been pretty clear about it. And he says it again here. Like, I think about you every single day, etc. You know, and I'm trying to understand 
you know, what's happening here, you know, to be the uh, podcast therapist here, I, th- I think she, this is what she wants. And she knows this is not a good idea either. But there's the emotions that are right fueling the need to continue it. And then the rational brains on both of their parts that say, we absolutely should not do this. Again, our friend Noel shows up, aka A. We don't know how much Noel heard. I believe the door is open, so it, it's within earshot of people outside. He he steps in the doorway after their argument. And by the way, uh, chalkboard check. There's a lot of information behind Mr. Fitz. There's a lot of A's though, a lot of A's, alliteration. Noel says, "What's going on here?" And Arya says, "Nothing, nothing at all." And she storms out. And then Fitz and Noel have this stare down. And Fitz finally says, is there something you'd like to say to me? And then Noel just turns and leaves. It was very, um, very aggressive. One of the many times I have a note, I cannot read it. I have crap in window. I don't know what that means. Oh, that's right. So then we go back to uh, Spencer's house. And I wrote in my notes, creep in window. And I, for a long time, could not remember what this was. Well, it's Ian. Ian's peeking through the front door. And Melissa's like, no. You get out of here. What? What? You know. What about what? What? What of? I'm not answering your calls. Do you not understand? He says, "Am I allowed in?" And just walks in anyway. So, you know. And our our liars come in, and they're getting ready for the camping. Spencer convinces. Yeah. So she acknowledges that they're going camping. I may have uh, forgot to mention that Mona basically disinvites Hannah from the camping, but she's still going to go. She's going to find out who A is. But uh, so she's still prepping with the rest of the liars. Uh, Spencer pulls Melissa outside and says, hey, you should go have coffee with Ian. I'm not quite sure why, but she does. And Melissa's like, fine, I'll go. And then Ian gives Spencer just a little bit of a nod. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, the liars say to Spencer, like, why, why are you trying to, like, save Melissa's love life? And Spencer's like, I have a lot to make up for. I kind of did, I kind of have been mean to my sister, too. And during that exchange with Spencer and Melissa, she does say, when did this war start between us? She kind of wants it over. Kind of an emotional moment. Yeah, so Spencer tells the liars she's the reason Melissa and Ren broke up. They had a moment. She uses the words, had a moment. And then she tells them she had a moment with Ian, which apparently they did not know this either. Uh, She does say, should I tell Melissa? And they're like, no, don't tell Melissa. Okay. We then see on the TV, there's an arrest warrant for Toby. The sweater in the video uh, had a blood stain on it. It was determined that sweater was Toby's. So they're put, uh, the, at least the police and FBI are putting that two and two together. And I believe it's Emily who says, is this finally over? Well, we know that's not true. Uh, Emily is kind of being consoled by Maya. And, you know, Maya's talking about people's dark sides. Like you saw the good in him, but there must be a dark side to Toby. Hmm. And then this is a little unusual. I guess this was her dad, but there's a call on her phone. Uh, she has Maya pick it up. No one's there, apparently. Emily gets on the phone. They don't hear anything either. They hang it up. Creepy, creepy music. But really, it's Emily's dad back from Afghanistan. There's a big hug. Mom comes up, and uh, she's eventually asked to leave by uh, Emily's mother. And of course, Maya's like, yeah, I'll, I'll leave. But And she and Emily do share a little look before she leaves. But we have a little family reunion with uh, Emily's dad. Uh, we do have another little scene with Melissa and Spencer. I think Spencer is having, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, we hop to Arya and her mom having coffee, the infamous coffee scene. They think Allie was dating Toby. I think this is Arya talking with her mother about this. And then her uh, Arya's mom says something like, well, people aren't dolls. You know, you can't just use people like that. Turns out she's painting again, which is great. 
And another emotional moment between the two of them and Arya's mother says, no more secrets. And Arya, with all the conviction in the world, says, of course. Yikes! One more big secret, Ella, that uh, you will, of course, find out, I'm assuming, very soon. Emily's dad uh, kind of checks in with uh, his daughter, and they have a little heart-to-heart again. And then um, he says, it's always better to be honest than tell a lie, which, of course, Emily feels bad about. And then we see mom eavesdropping. Turns out she has the photos of Emily and Maya, so she, she is well aware of what's going on with her, her daughter and Maya. The hesitation intuits that this is going to be a problem, possibly for mother, possibly for father. Oh yeah, Spencer and Melissa have another scene. This is where that little conversation happens inside Spencer's room. And an interesting little tidbit here is uh, Spencer viewed this as, as not liking each other. Uh, Melissa viewed this as a mutual hatred. So they're not entirely on the same page there. But Melissa's like, oh yeah, 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 we just didn't like each other. Oh yeah. Melissa adds something a bit insensitive because if Allie really has been murdered, she did say she played a lot of games and it's probably what got her killed. Oof, Melissa. I'm going to jump ahead a bit because we find out something at the end of this episode. And I want, and that and I'm just putting this together now as I say this. I thought that was a little, like, harsh, right? Allie played a lot of games and probably got her killed. Well, we know Allie was dating Ian. I don't know if Melissa was still dating Ian, but boy, we know that would be a reason to hurt uh, somebody. For Melissa to say, Allie played a lot of games, that's probably what got her killed. Knowing that Allison was dating either her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend at the time... Mm-mm. If I were Agent Cooper, I would look into that a little bit more. This next scene, I'm sorry, I should not have laughed, but I did. Emily's driving in her brand new Toyota Corolla. And Toby just pops up from the back seat. Like, how did he get in the car? How did she not see it? Pretty, pretty, uh, you know, if this were a D&D game, Toby would be a rogue. I mean, how did, how did he do all this? It's, it's amazing. But he's there. And he asks for a chance to basically finish what he was going to tell Emily at homecoming. He finally settles the 9-1 controversy although i'm not entirely sure this is the tattoo reasoning but he says uh september 1st he ended things with jenna toby did that's why that date is so big for him he wished to have done it sooner but jenna was threatening him that if he broke things off with his uh stepsister that she would tell everyone that he forced himself on her and he thinks that jenna is still in love with him uh to 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 to, to make everything more complicated so we know now that Jenna loves Toby in a way that, at least according to Toby, she's willing to threaten him in certain ways. I don't want to say blackmail, but I guess it's blackmail. So we're near Camp Mona, I guess, right? He is saying, he is, according to him, Allie and Toby had a conversation outside the barn that night. It was cold, so he gave Allie her sweater. And basically he was thanking her for uh, whatever that she did to basically have, you know, set him free. I, I, you know, I don't know what necessarily that she did, but um, he was basically thanking her. He's saying that she left with somebody else. Uh, Toby is given a few cliches in one sentence, which is quite impressive. Friends in all the wrong places. Uh, misery loves company. So there you go. So he's going to leave town. He, he basically wants, wants Emily to believe him, but he says, you know, tell your friends, don't tell the cops. I'm going to be at this church at midnight. Someone's going to pick me up and I'm going to hit the road and run, basically. And I don't, uh, found my bracelet and find me. Yeah, I may have to relook this up. I think this is a text they get from A, but basically something about finding my bracelet, you have to find me. And notice that Hannah's call drops in this moment. Spencer remembers exactly where that location is for some reason. And Ari says, you're a freak and I love you. Ari gets a text. 
not from A, but from Ezra, who says, I need to see you. Hannah sneaks into the party. She's got, she's pulling a full stake out here. It's great. Uh, we get a wanky moment when Emily and, and Arya get their hair blown out. And um, boy, it's silly, but I like it. And then I wasn't clear. I may have to go rewatch it. But but where does this Jenna bracelet come from? It's like in some sort of pouch, like some sort of envelope, right? Why would there be a Jenna bracelet? Because, you know, in the flashback, there's a little, right, they're having lunch together. You know, Allison's handing out bracelets to all the, all the five of them, right? So she has one, Arya, Hannah, Spencer, and Emily. So they all have one. It seems like a very personal moment. There's a Jenna bracelet that was made. And then the message is, you're looking for me in all the wrong places. And they interpret that to mean, well, they don't figure this out yet, but they're kind of stuck on that clue. How about that? <laughs> Then there's this kind of wacky. So this is the night of Camp Mona, right? So we cut we cut across town. Uh, Wyatt is out for I guess an evening coffee. Uh, he sees uh, Hannah's mom at the stoplight, and he's like through the window, like, "Hey, hey, we should uh, I should hop in the car or something, right?" And then she like speeds away uh, because we find that she has actually has a bag full of money. So she apparently she took that Mrs. Potter key and just grabbed all the cash. I'm not saying that anyone in the show really thinks ahead very well, but I'm not quite sure what her plan is now because seriously, what is she going to do in one year? It's going to be, I mean, she's got one year to figure this out. Maybe her plan is to put the cash back. I have no idea. I don't know what, I don't know what her plan is. Uh, Toby's at the church. Kind of sad to see this. The police find him and they arrest him and put him in handcuffs. Yeah. Toby's going to jail. They found him. So look, yes, we can theorize that someone ratted out him to the police. I have to say, with a manhunt going on, maybe hanging outside a church, maybe not the most secret places to be hiding. So I'm not convinced anyone told the authorities where he was. Not the best planning on Toby's part, but as we see through this episode, not a lot of great planning all around. If he were A, he would not have been caught. So how about that? Spencer hands off her s'mores to a, a very... um very active extra uh and then decide oh it's a pun it's a play on words they need to go to Wright's playground so she takes aria nope sorry she takes emily with her so spencer and emily go to this Wright's playground it's kind of in the middle of nowhere but they're gonna go look hannah's on her stakeout spencer and emily show up at this empty playground and i guess there's a swing that makes a creaking noise and they freak hannah watches as someone in a hoodie sneaks up to a car that just parked and she quickly finds out or realizes it's Arya and Mr. Fitz, and they have a chat. And we have a continuation of their conversation from earlier. Arya's point of view is that if you are hiding your feelings to her, it's the same as lying. To her, it's the same thing. <sighs> I gotta say, Mr. Fitz, you you caused hurt, uh, but you already did that when you started this, and you were out. And you could have just let her be mad at you, and, you know, she'd be graduating in a few years could learn from your lesson here she'd grow up to have a very healthy relationship with someone maybe more in her age range nope they start smooching the time at the playground is completely useless i forgot this little detail but spencer and emily find carved into the tree allison loves ian so the clue that led them there was a hint that this is maybe where they met back to um aria and fitz we see someone behind their car drawing in the smoggy uh, back window I see you. Hannah finds out a lot of information. She finds out Arya and Fitz is canoodling and she says she knows who A is. So I wrote in my notes, show's over. She knows who A is now uh, and she's going to tell the group and be, we're going to be done. We're going to wrap this up. 
11 episodes, 10 episodes. Great. This person is running. I will say this, no, no matter what happens from here on out, I unfortunately don't think it's A. I think, I don't think it's A. I think it's someone who saw what Hannah saw. Yes. Uh, but I don't think it's A. Mainly because uh, <laughs> this is episode 10 of season one of a seven season show. Uh, I guess if they solved A in the first season, we'd, we'd deal with some other issues, sure. But even if that were true, I don't think in episode 10 we're going to p- put away this gargantuan mystery. So then she gets, okay, so Hannah's running through the parking lot of Camp Moda. The other three liars have linked back up and they're running towards her. So I don't know if you've ever been to something like this in the woods or where or, or there's not a parking lot and they make a parking lot. That's what it kind of seemed to me. So it seems like cars are kind of parked in a makeshift order for cars to to be parked. A car, not a Toyota Corolla, mind you, screams from from their parking spot, hits Hannah. She goes over the entire car and onto the ground. Terrible, right? Terrible. Car speeds off. As the rest of the liars are screaming for help and trying to call 911, they all get a text. She knew too much. A. We are to assume, based on the events as outlined, that that was A in the car. That A was, in fact, the person riding on the winch or the back windshield, right, of uh, Fitz's car. And as a result of their identity discovered by Hannah, they decided to try and murder her. Wow. You know, up until now, it's been a lot, a lot of social ladder stuff, a lot of emotional threats, right, and risks in manipulation by A. You know, making people break up with people, kind of making their lives hell. This is, uh, this is an upgrade. You know, we brought in the FBI... Um, This is now quite serious. And then the last little button, of course, what we've already been hinting at, we see there's more to the video that for some reason the person did not send, the uh, police department. Ian is in that video, and he says, come closer. So we have video evidence, in theory, of him being there, the last person she saw that night. And apparently they're at the Kissing Rock. He's the one that's there. So I think we can officially, even though we get the Quantico literally in this episode the quantico theory has been retired you know when, when it comes when it comes to attempted murder I, I think any not that that's out of the realm i don't think i can reasonably continue with that theory i know it has it answers a lot of the resources questions but that's a new level yeah i don't know i don't know a part of me wants to explain away this last moment with uh hannah a confluence of coincidences right so sh- someone is fleeing the party for some reason they accidentally hit Hannah. They freak and they, and they leave. It has absolutely nothing to do with anything else. However, A does see this and take advantage of it to further threaten the liars. If that is not what happened, then I am completely lost. So how about this? We'll say that that's what I theorize what happened. I still like Mona as A. Or So I had this thought uh, while washing the dishes the other night. Because I kept saying, like, okay, so say it is Melissa, say it's Mona, say it's Ben, right? Say it's Noel, say it's a whole bunch of, say it's Lucas. Say all these people are doing this. How would they keep it coordinated? How would they not spill the beans? And it hit me, what if, in some secret way, or some not public way, our A, our head of A, main A, if you will, wanted to harass the liars, wanted to make their lives hell for whatever reason, which we don't know yet. What they do is they set up a service where you download this app or you download this thing, and basically it'll give you an anonymous phone number, and it has their numbers in there, and you can send a message to them to get your revenge, to get back at them. Now, I don't know how you'd get that information out securely, 
so that you're not discovered. Maybe Lucas is involved in that. Or even more easily, maybe it's just a general um, service. So that maybe, you know, Lucas is aware of this thing that exists that you can send anonymous messages. And by default, it just puts A. So if you know the phone number of the person you want to text, it'll send basically rerouted to a, a number that's unknown. And then the person on the other end receives the message. Again, this being built either by A or used by A, but that would mean that anybody has access to this. So say you're Mona, you hear about this thing. You know, I'm mad at, I'm mad at uh, Hannah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send a message to here and it just sends it as A. Say I'm Ian and I'm mad at blah, blah, blah. I'm going to send a message and it just shoots out as A. It doesn't explain the fortune teller. It does not explain the cookies. Uh, it doesn't explain a lot of other situations, but that kind of starts to, if that's the system they're using, then that would explain why different people are all A and yet maybe not even know that. And I think if someone reveals themselves to have used this service or even says they're A, but like they've only done one thing, then we'll know we're kind of on the right track. So what do, what do I think? Well, geez, I have no idea. If I'm saying the person who saw Arya and Fitz in the car is not actually A, and if we're saying her getting hit by a car was truly an accident, also not by A, then what is the purpose of the hit and run? Or sorry, what is the purpose of the text? Hannah must know something else. And what else could she know that is, no, that is knowing too much? It could be the fact that she knows something that she doesn't know, meaning she doesn't know that the A's are random. That, you know, say, say it's Mona who did that on the car. After some questioning, she'll reveal how this all works. And that's no good for, that's no good for A. I mean, that's one of the things that they need to be sure is maintained is how this all works. And I'm not convinced the things we see at the end is A as well. I don't know. I don't know why. I'm not quite sure if I'm convinced the um, photo person is the same as the video person, right? The Emily Maya photo creep versus this video. You know, again, uh, I'm not convinced it's all the same person. I do think, though, that why only half the video was sent to the police is because they knew that she was wearing Toby's sweatshirt and that they would be looking for Toby and would try to pin it on him. So a part of me feels like the sender of the video to the authorities is Ian. This would be something on his phone, something on his device. So he figured, why not edit out the part where I'm actually in there, but where we see Toby's sweater, everyone already hates Toby, easy peasy. So that's my theory. A lot of my theories have faded away with this episode. So there's some sort of service that everyone's using to harass whomever they would like to harass. And uh, maybe there's a main A behind that or just some random internet thing that our liars don't know about yet. The person who saw Arya and Fitz is someone from the party who just knows now. So that's going to come out. And that the accident was also truly an accident. Uh, But that Hannah knows something else that is particularly damaging to A. And finally, that Ian was the person who has sent the video to the police, uh, hoping that that's enough to stop that nonsense. So in conclusion, if you are going to meet up with someone who you should not be meeting up with and smooch them, maybe not do it at a camp uh, with people wandering all over the place where you're likely to be caught. Just a thought. Not that I'm encouraging illicit affairs, um, but much like Arya's father, not very good with being sneaky. Okay, I think I'm done. (laughs) 